What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Audio Installment. Today we'll be talking about the race at Gateway and what a good race it is and why I think it deserves a yearly date because it was a put on a great show for a sold out crowd. So, alright, we'll go over the standings right away like we always do and talk about the race, all show, no go, the first offense move of the race, race picks, all that. So before we get into it, follow me on all my socials at first offense, and I hope you guys like this episode. All right, let's go. So first off, Chase Elliott lost a huge lead on the um, point standings lead for the regular season championship. He's only up by nine points now. Kyle Busch is up to second. He passed Ross Chastain and made pretty big gains on him so Kyle Busch has was down by like 30 plus down in third and now he's in second only down by nine so depending on how good he does on the road courses he could be taking over the um regular season title soon also we got some play tracks coming up like Atlanta and Daytona which is the last race of the regular season which can definitely shake up the standings then you got Ross Chastain down in um, third. He was having a good run, but after he wrecked Hamlin, Hamlin kind of gave him a hard time the rest of the race, and that probably is what hurt his chances to getting back up and racing for the win. Blaney's down in fourth. He was really fast in the beginning of the season, but has really kind of struggled these last few races. He's running good, but not as good as he'd like, having issues on pit road, blowing tires, all that. Truex is in fifth. He's been doing really good um, throughout like parts of every race, but he just hasn't been able to put a race together. And Logano, even with two wins, is down to sixth. Larson is seventh. He's up to. He's kind of been like bouncing up and down between like tenth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Hasn't been able to put like a good string of races together in order to make big gains but his teammate Bowman is right behind him I swear he's been an eighth in like set or seventh or ninth for like five plus races now he's kind of just been having mellow days no one's really talked about him he's been kind of hiding out there Bell I mean sorry Byron ninth he's having a really inconsistent season again like last year this time he's got more wins two wins but He's just, he's been all the way up to, I think, third, and now he's down to ninth. So he can't really get it together and have a good run where he can get in a situation where he's top two two or three in the points. Bell is in 10th. He's kind of hanging out there after making a big run from 20th. It's getting harder for him to pass more people he's got to have some like top three runs and good stage points if he wants to make more gains and he's walking a fine line because he's doesn't have a win so he's gonna have to point his way in El Marola is up three point positions to 11th so he's gonna he actually knocked Harvick out of the playoffs if the playoffs were to start right now and I can't see Harvick Harvick and him are probably gonna battle for it because I don't see Harvick passing like a Christopher Bell, Reddick, Truex, or Ryan Blaney. So who knows, Harvick might not even make the playoffs. Um, and then you got, where did I leave? Uh, oh, Tyler Reddick in 12th. 
Um, in the playoff picture, he's 14th. He had a good run, had some issues again, and just couldn't really put it together, kind of like last week at the 600. Kevin Harvick just talked about 13th. Briscoe, 14th. Was doing good, but just um, cut a tire. I think must have been really aggressive on the setup. That's why he got the pole and then came back to bite him. I think um, I I noticed that a lot of like the Toyotas don't have raw speed in qualifying and practice and everything, but then the guys who do have raw speed, like Briscoe or whoever else. They, they just can't get through traffic once they get behind. They put themselves in a hole, and then they can't get out of it, where the JGR cars, particularly Kyle Busch, Truex, Hamlin, maybe even Kurt Busch, they, they can like take four tires and get past on pit road and make the spots up. It seems like that's where JGR and Toyota is strong right now. Eric Jones, 15th. Dylan, 16th. Kurt Busch, Sindrick. Hamlin are 17th, 18th, 19th, all with a win. And then you got Suarez back in 20th. He, I don't think his stats or where he is in the standing show how fast he is. He's probably a top eight car, realistically. Just his team and him just have struggled putting races together. And that's been in the story for a ton of drivers. It's bad luck and everything. You got Bubba Wallace, who's probably like top 12 speed-wise, maybe even better, depends on the track and the day lately, but he's way back in 22nd, and then you got Hamlin, two wins, has had speed back in 19th, another horrible race for him after being wrecked by Chastain, which we'll talk about in a little while, Um, Ricky Stenhouse back in 25th, his string of top 10s is over, he was wrecking bubble yesterday. All right, I think that's all there is to talk about for standings. Let me know what you think, um, how you think it's going to play out with Kyle Busch making huge gains on the points leader, Elliot. How, if you think Busch is going to bring it at the road courses, or Elliot kind of struggled at Coda. He got better at the end of the race, but who knows if he's going to go out and win a bunch of these road courses that are coming up. All right, now we'll talk about the actual race. First of all, Chastain just wrecked multiple drivers yesterday, starting with Hamlin. He just was, they were racing side by side for lap after lap, and Hamlin was racing him clean, giving him the bottom, and Chastain just couldn't get the pass down. So, what it looked like to me is he just got frustrated and just flat out wrecked him, ran right into the back of him. Um,. Yeah, the announcer said he put he was using his brake, but why why would he follow Hamlin into the corner that deep? He was obviously just using his brakes to just slow down enough to wreck him and then drive by him. Chastain's kind of reminding me of Logano, honestly, the way he's like wrecking people and then getting out and saying, "Oh, I just it's unacceptable what I did." Blah blah blah. He, I think, in my opinion, he just couldn't pass Hamlin, got frustrated. And, went nuts and just wrecked him and then when it came to Elliot he was just using him up just being over aggressive trying to get positions on a restart so here's what Hamlin said about the situation you're gonna have to you're just gonna have to weigh the odds of 
when's the right time to make sure that they get the message. You gave him a warning. Elliot gave him a warning. What more do you need to do? Uh, you got to do more. You have to do more than that. Uh, there are no warnings. I mean, you just can't, you know, you just, when you make decisions and, you know, obviously he wasn't shy after, um, you know, our, our contact. I mean, it, it, it seems like there's, there's no sense of uh, conscience there that says that maybe I'm, I'm going a bit aggressive. Uh, but, you know, that's his decision to make. He can make any decision that uh, he wants to, honestly. It's, uh, he, he's his own guy, and he's been very successful uh, doing what he's doing. But ultimately, um, yeah, sport is self-policing. And, 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 and when, you, uh, when, you, when you least suspect it, when it means most is when you... Uh, when it comes back around, it's just you gotta just you have to just fence these guys hard, just kind of get their attention. First of all, I think when he said the sport is self-policing, that I'm glad he said that because the only thing problem I had with that race was that NASCAR came over and said to Hamlin's team, he said the tower thinks you made your point or something like that, which is just stupid because I, I don't think they should get involved, especially when Hamlin never even made con contact. There's nothing wrong with him blocking Chastain. Chast but Hamlin's laps down. Maybe he's he's just trying to switch. I don't, who knows what he's doing? Maybe he's working on something in his car. That's way too... Um, Obviously, it wasn't, but that's just way too minor of a thing for NASCAR to get involved. They probably thought it kind of looked stupid how they were running around way slower than everyone, but I still don't think NASCAR should get involved. If anything, Chastain should just dump him again. Also, in the interview, Hamlin says they and these guys, so he's talking about multiple people. I don't know if he's referring to Bowman back in Martinsville because he still owes... Bowman won 100%. Bowman drove it in and flat out wrecked Hamlin to win that race. Hamlin was going to win. So he might be talking about that too. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. But I think a bunch of people owe a bunch of people payback. Like Byron owes Logano. Um, Hamlin now owes Bowman and Chastain. And I made a list of everyone that Chastain's made mad this year. So. He made, he wrecked Dinger and Bowman at Coda to win. Blaney, he pushed him way out of the groove. Blaney kind of got payback on him, so I think that would be, that's over with. Um, yesterday, Hamlin and Elliott, and then Truex at Dover, they had an issue on the last lap and ended up pretty much killing Truex's whole day. So yeah, Chastain's gotten wins, but he's gotten way more enemies than he's gotten wins, and I think... He's going to turn into like one of the dirtiest drivers in the series and just no one's going to cut him slack and it'll just come back and bite him over and over again and just maybe it'll ruin his playoff chances. Who knows? He's going to have to dig his way out of a hole that he's created for himself. I would say when it comes to Elliot and him, they're probably even because Elliot raced him really hard, but going to these road courses, I think them two are going to be up front a ton. And they're going to end up racing each other really hard. Um, I think Elliot is never going to cut him any slack. And he'll put the bumper to him probably with no hesitation. And I don't see him wrecking him. But he'll push him out off the track and ruin his line or whatever he's got to do to 
pass them. Especially because they're racing for the points lead too, and they're they're both in the top three. Overall, I thought the race was one of the better races of the year. I mean, when you compare it to like a Martinsville, Dover, even Richmond, it's it put on a really good show, especially on the restarts. Like the racing was great, and then Kyle Busch fent, um, defending Joey Logano at the end before that final caution, trying not to get past, switching their lines up and everything. That was really good, too. So I I hope they come back next year because I'm going to be looking forward to it. Um, the bottom was, the top came in and the bottom wasn't very good unless you were going to make a slide job and take the air off the guy's nose. But I still think the racing was good because a guy could run like a little bit below the guy running the top and sometimes get a run. Again, my only complaint is that NASCAR got involved in the Hamlin Chastain thing, but it was a sold-out crowd, and I think people liked the ending and everything. So, yeah, I mean, it, you if you compare it to Texas, Texas was one of the worst races in years and years and years. Even though there was wrecks, that's about the only thing I think people liked. And a regular NASCAR fan doesn't want to see cars get completely obliterated like that. So, I know that Logano winning is probably going to bring the popularity of the race down because no one likes him really, but still, I don't think you can deny that it put on a better race than everyone expected at least. Another thing I want to talk about is what Truex said um, earlier this last week before the weekend. He said that he hasn't made a decision if he's staying with Gibbs or retiring or what his plan is. And I think races like yesterday where he's leading and then he goes into the pits, come gets stuck back in traffic and his shot gets killed is definitely going to push him to retiring more than it is. And, and I think going to Sonoma, one of his best tracks, if he doesn't have a good run here, if he gets wrecked or if he just flat out struggles, it's really going to make it hard for him to want to stay in the sport. Like... An older guy like him, he's he's probably got about two, three more really good years where he could make a run at the championship. But I don't know if he's if it's worth it for him to deal with all this chaos, like young drivers racing dirty and not clean, and if it's something he wants to deal with, maybe only to get a few more wins. And it'll be interesting to see what Gibbs does if he leaves. Like, where's the sponsorship go? Or um, does Gibbs go down to a three-car team, get rid of the 19? What happens with that? I think he says we'll know soon, but who knows? I think if he wins Sonoma, then he'll probably it'll change his mind if he if he's thinking about retiring. But I really have no idea. Another thing that happened during the race that I thought was hilarious was when Stenhouse wrecked Bubba, Hamlin's car, and Hamlin was, like, giving Stenhouse a hard time blocking him, bumping him, and everything. That was pretty funny. Um, I'm sure it cost Hamlin, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and he was already lapsed down. That's why he was so mad. But <laughs> just funny because it'd be, like, Joe Gibbs... It, it's basically like if Joe Gibbs was racing out there and him going up to Chastain and start 
bumping him and blocking him. But anyways, now we're going to get into all show no go. And this one got to go to the guy who finished 21st. Even though he didn't finish horrible, his car was really good. So that kind of is what made me pick in. It's Chase Elliott and that Hooters Camaro. And the first offense move of the race goes to Kyle Busch for bombing it in, going for a slide job. I, I thought he was going to make it stick, but he just slid up a little too far, and Logano got a run on him, and then Bush was completely sideways coming off of four, going to the white flag, and just killed all his momentum, never had a chance to get back to him. So Bush has been first-place loser two weeks in a row, finished third before that at Kansas. You don't count the all-star race, so he's been running really good, but had some tough finishes. Two back-to-back overtime finishes, got loose in both, lost the win in the lead. So it's been tough for him, but anyways, I think that's it for the race. Let me know what you thought of it. I think people liked it overall. It was definitely better than what we expected, so that's good. But now we're going to get into race picks. Alright guys, before we close out the podcast... I'm going to go over next week's schedule and what we might expect at Sonoma. So the Xfinity series is off for two weeks, and then after this week, all series have an off week, so no cup race um, in two Sundays, which is kind of nice because it's usually a two-week off um, vacation, which is bad for like the drivers and teams. I'm sure they hate it because of how many weeks in a row they go with work, but for us it's only one week it's gonna feel like a lot less than two weeks so friday truck practice is 605 saturday truck qualifying is at one o'clock and then also saturday cup practice qualifying 4 30 and 5 30 and then the truck race is that night at 7 30 so then sunday the cup race is at four o'clock so a little bit later because they're on the west coast but still somewhat early the race is going to be 110 laps, 219 miles. So each lap is about two miles now that the carousel is gone. One thing to mention is Kyle Larson has landed on the pole for the last four races here. He's started first. So it'll be interesting to see if he can continue that streak. I don't. He did not look that good at Coda, and he just had hasn't had speed like his like um. Elliot and maybe Chastain, so it'll be tough for him, but he definitely might be able to do it. I personally think it'll be probably a battle between like Kyle Busch, Elliot, and Chastain. I think they're the top three drivers right now, and especially on road courses. I don't, someone like Briscoe, I can't see, even though he was good at Coda, I don't see him being as good as these drivers with more experience than him especially because the track's going to be a little bit different. But also, Almendinger obviously was probably the fastest car at Coda, the first road course race of the year, and got wrecked, so he could be too. I'd like to, I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing him win after that tough loss at Coda. Also, Truex has three wins here. Larson swept all three stages, meaning the race too, last year. Kurt Busch has 10 top 10s and a win. Harvick has 
10 top 10s in a win also, so those are some drivers to look out for. And then Elliott obviously has seven road course wins, and he finished second here last year. He's yet to win here, so I'll be looking for him, like I just said. All right, I think that's all there is to talk about. Um, I hope you guys like this podcast and come back next week for next week's podcast after Sonoma and I'll, I'm debating what I'm going to do um, on the off week. Maybe I'll do some kind of special. We'll see. I could do like a special with go over all the driver stats since we're almost halfway through the season and everything, but I'll, I'll let you guys know next week what that's going to be. So yeah, I hope you guys liked the episode again and thanks for listening and hope Sonoma's a good race. See ya.